If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Okay, so this week we're going to start out with the shout-outs to the patrons and supporters. Uh, Josh, Jake, B-Word, and Iceman, thank you for signing up at the Patreon. Miss Aaron, thank you for your support as a subscriber through Buy Me a Coffee. Anyone else that happens to listen to the show, if you want to support me financially or, you know, help me offset some of the nickels and dimes of doing this stuff, uh, all the links are in the, in, in the, uh, at the website on the show notes. Go check it out. I appreciate it. If you want to support the show and you can't, you know, open the wallet because times are tight for all of us and I understand it. Believe me, I understand it. You know, sh- share it. Uh, tell a friend. Tell somebody you don't like that you think needs to hear the shit. Um, you know, just get the word out there. Try and try and get the numbers back up to what they used to be a year ago. That would be fantastic. So this episode is primarily going to be focusing on something that is directly affecting Illinois. So if you're not particularly interested in hearing my thoughts on that, you know, this might be one to skip. Not that I don't think we're supposed to tell people to skip the podcast, but it realistically is something that we need to, the entire country should be worried about because it's going to be setting a dangerous precedent. So the bill I want to talk about that has been passed, it actually was passed a, over a year ago. It was passed and then signed into law in the beginning of 2021. And the first real issue I take with this bill is the manner in which it was passed in the first place. It was done in a late night session and a lame duck session of Congress where half the people that would have opposed it and stopped it from passing weren't even at the session. It was done in a very backhanded, sneaky, undermining democracy sort of way. And yet, since it was pushed through by a left-leaning political group, there's no public outcry about how they're trying to ruin democracy and end the country and all this other shit. It was just passed quietly without any fanfare until it was too late to fucking do anything about it. And when it was first passed, a lot of people were expecting it to get vetoed. But no, it got signed into law. And a lot of people were saying, well, it's not its not actually going into implementation until 2023, so we've got a lot of time to address the issues, but the important thing is that it's there. And there have been a couple of uh, trailer bills attached to it and, uh, and some amendments done and a lot of things, but overall, it's still a pretty shite bill. And 
Another thing that I take issue with about the way it was passed is it was passed at the tail end of 2020. It was proposed at the tail end of 2020 and passed in the very first month of 2021. And if you remember the atmosphere in this country at that time, it should come as no surprise that the bill's primary supporters were pushing it as a way to redress inequity in our justice system against brown and black people. And because having bail and having to post bail to get out of jail is a penalty against brown and black people. And the problem is, it's not. It's a penalty against broke motherfuckers, because poor white people have just as hard of a time scrounging up the money as poor black people and poor brown people. And by now, pretty much everybody knows, I'm not okay with pushing division. I don't care what, how you justify it. I don't care how you try and say whether you're trying to act like you're doing something for a righteous reason. If you want to differentiate against people based on complexion, you know, beliefs, all that shit, Basically, you are whatever you're accusing everybody else of being because that's what you focus on. If, you, if we, we really need to get past that bullshit, you can't critique the motherfuckers that are doing that if you're one of the motherfuckers that's doing that. It's kind of like the whole, you know, there's no such thing as reverse racism. There's just racism. You can be racist against white people. You can be racist against Asians. You can be racist against black people. You can be racist against people of Latin origin. Since I don't know what the PC term for that is. Not that I give a shit about PC, but I, I'm sorry. I'm sidetracking myself. So, yeah, under the guise of racial inequity in the dead of night, a bunch of assholes in a lame duck session shoved this bill through, and it still just barely passed. They were, uh, despite being a decidedly lopsided session of the state legislature, it still just barely passed, like literally reported as by a razor thin margin. A couple of votes. So they knew it was a bad idea, and they still shoved it through. And yeah, it's been passed for over a year and a half at this point, and the whole reason the thing came to light is recently a couple of sheriff's offices in uh, the area are have started making public statements about it, and all of a sudden there's things in the newspaper about it. And it directly ties into the upcoming election. Uh, pretty much the entirety of the Illinois state government is up for re-election at this point. So it could be a huge flopping point. It could, it's, but honestly, this state is never going to go red. It's, and unfortunately, even more so, it's never going to go anything but either Democrat or Republican because without getting on that particular drum again, y'all know how I feel about that. They're all fucking crooks. It's all tied together. Um, but so the reason a lot of the stuff is being brought up brought up now is to impact voting. And you kind of have to have your head shoved in the sand to not understand that. But at the same time, it doesn't make the complaints and the concerns attached to this bill any less problematic. And the the original bill itself is like 760 some pages long. I tried to peruse it. I I didn't want to go into this one half-cocked and have a bunch of stupid shit come out of my mouth based on memes and video clips that are circulating on the internet right now. I try to be better than that. I try to be better than that for you guys. I try to be better than that for myself. The problem is the language in it, the wording in it, is fucking terrible. It's filled with all kinds of legal jargon that has way too much wiggle room and interpretation in it. Parts of the bill contradict other parts of the bill. Parts of the amendments contradicts parts of the bill that they sh that aren't what they directly address but they their their phrasing contradicts that it's an extremely poorly written piece of of legalese uh 
And that makes it that much harder for anyone that's not already like a legal expert to understand it. I'm by no means a legal expert. I, I don't claim to fully understand everything, but from based on my self-taught knowledge and the things I do know and the, the, the comprehension I have of basic English, there's a lot of room for interpretation in there. There's a lot of bullshit in there, but there are some very solid sticking points that are problematic. And they're saying this is, be again, like I said, I have a problem with the fact they're pushing it under the guise of addressing some huge, massive racial inequity. And they're saying how it's so hard for minority people to get their bail. And bail is an unfair concept. Personally, I'm all for removing bail for, like, minor crimes, nonviolent offenses. The way this bill is worded, there is a ton of shit that... You should be held in jail for and posting bail is part of incentive of you coming back to jail or coming back to your court. So it's that's the whole concept behind bail. And yes, it's kind of shitty because that means broke people can't get out of the situation as easy. And we're operating. There's the whole concept of innocent until proven guilty. Um. In a lot of ways, I think if you're caught in the act, you are you're pretty much proven at that point, despite having not been to trial yet. And I yeah, I think bail for like minor crimes is stupid. It, that stuff should be let go. And, you know, possession without hurting anybody, things like that, you know, minor, minor bullshit, minor infractions. That's fine. But a lot of this stinks of the whole we're going to decriminalize crime because. It reeks of all the shit they're doing in like California where you can basically steal shit up to a thousand dollars and just walk out the door. They're not going to prosecute you for it. It's oh, it's a victimless crime and all this other shit, but it's really not a victimless crime. There's, there's no such thing as a victimless crime. If there's no victim, there's no fucking crime. That's kind of the concept of crime is there is a perpetrator and a victim. Otherwise it's, not a crime. It's just, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to overcomplicate this or oversell it, but that's just the fucking way it works. If nobody got hurt and nothing was damaged and nobody has to offset the act, the act itself should not be fucking illegal. So the wording in this bill makes it where basically you can, it's like catch and release. We know this guy. We have a dozen witnesses that say he did this crime. We pinched him. He's booked. He's given his court date and he's told you better be there, buddy, or else. And that brings me to my next sticking point in the problems I have with this bill is they have decided to restructure the warrant system too, where if you miss the first court date, you just say, fuck it. I'm not going to show up. Even though I was charged for assault, I'm not going to show up for court. You don't get a warrant issued for your arrest. The cops don't come looking for you for blowing off court. They send you a, a, not an affidavit, a, but a, basically a letter from the court saying, hey, buddy, you missed your court date. If you do it again, we're going to issue a warrant and they're going to come looking for you. Now, it takes them like 48 hours to process before they can issue that warrant. In 48 hours, you can be out of the country. You can damn near be to Alaska driving by yourself. So... There's problems there. There, you're hamstringing. I'm this entire, the entire left leaning 
political machine at this point is all about hamstringing the cops while disarming civilians at the same time so you can't defend yourself when the cops can't do anything for you. And so by restructuring this where it's 48 hours before you can issue a warrant for someone, thus giving them ample time to get the fuck out of the jurisdiction of anyone who's looking for them, you're basically saying it's a free pass. You can get away with committing a crime even if you get caught because you're going to be allowed to bond yourself out based on the promise that you're going to come back for court and then fucking boogie. You got 48 hours before they're even going to consider coming to look for you. 48 hours, you can be out of state. You can be out of country. You can be on a plane to the other side of the fucking planet if you got the right people backing you. Which brings me to my next complaint about this issue. This kind of mindset towards crime, particularly where it's you know nonviolent and no one's an immediate threat of harm or danger, this opens up the way for well-backed things like drug trade, where drug smugglers, drug dealers, people in possession, since they are not considered a direct and immediate threat to them, to any one specific individual in the area, upon their arrest, they are released upon recognizance to, hey, you come back for your court date now, Mr. Pusher Man. And they can fuck off. And if they're working for cartels, or they're working for people with a lot of money, it's going to be a very minor thing for them to say, all right, here, we're going to help you fuck off out of this area and go somewhere else. And once they've established their routes and they know what areas are safe and the paths that work for, for their smuggling routes, those paths are going to become used for more than just drugs. You're looking at human trafficking, weapons trafficking, which that's a whole nother conversation. I don't think weapons should be something there should be a black market for because if there was more of an open market for then the criminals wouldn't be the only ones having the fucking weapons. But that's, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But this bill, the way it's worded, like I said, it's it's catch and release. And if you have the right sponsorship, you have the right backing, you have the right people looking out for you, you are basically going to be getting away with things like you were your average penny ante fucking celebrity these days where there are no consequences for your actions. The only difference is now you don't have to buy them. You just have to be able to get the hell out of the area. And it's similar to some of the things they have already started in California and have the policies that have failed miserably in California. And they're not going to work any better here. They're not going to work any better in an area that already has one of the highest violent crime rates in the country. The, the, the criminals aren't going to all of a sudden just decide, oh, well, since I don't got to worry about going to jail now, now I'm going to shape up and stop doing you know sketchy shit. Gangbangers aren't going to stop doing drive-bys when they're getting let out after getting picked up on suspicion of a drive-by instead of having to post bond. And you want to talk about fairness of posting bond, I, and I don't agree. Like I said, small, victimless, petty, petty shit, you don't need to post bail for. You shouldn't have to. If you're picked up because you're suspected of spraying up a block and they have enough cause to hold you for it, your ass needs to sit in jail. And your family wants to bitch about how unfair it is. When's the last time you saw a GoFundMe for anybody, any white guy other than Kyle Rittenhouse? But it's perfectly acceptable when you see a bunch of motherfuckers in the hood like, my baby cousin didn't do nothing, contribute to his GoFundMe so we can post his bail. It's not illegal. You're not doing anything wrong legally. I think morally, if you you know your cousin's a piece of shit and he sprayed up a corner, his ass needs to sit in jail. And if you have a problem with that, like you refuse to believe he did it just because he's, oh no, he would never. He's only gangbanging to keep himself safe. He's not doing this for anything else. He would never hurt nobody. Bullshit. You don't associate with gang members and hang out with gang members and join a fucking gang 
because you want to go to Bible study on the weekends. You do it because you're going to be doing gang shit. That's just how it works. And trying to say anything else is disingenuous and fucking stupid. And I've seen a lot of motherfuckers online, and this, I've been trying to take breaks from social media because I can't take the stupidity anymore. But a lot of people that are sitting there saying that, oh, well, you didn't read the bill. You're just having knee-jerk MAGA reactions because that's what, you're a fucking racist. You're conservative bullshit dog whistle, blah, blah, blah. And the people that are defending this bullshit, they haven't read the fucking bill either. Yes, way too much of this country gets its information from memes and TikTok these days. But conversely, the motherfuckers defending this bullshit based on who it was posted by aren't doing any fucking research either. They're not reading the bill. They're reading the summaries posted by other people, and it's based on what other people have told them that it means. And it's like, oh, no, that's not why this is bad. This is about equality and fairness. And they don't know what the fuck they're talking about either, because when you tell them the bill's 800 pages long, how much of it did you read? They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I'm getting really tired of these assholes. And then you come back into things, and I'm there's parts of it that are not necessarily a bad thing. There are parts of it where, after amendments and the trailer bill that's been added to it, like a lot of things that the police unions and the police departments were officially filing complaints about, they have adjusted and accommodated for. And some of the things I think are not necessarily bad things. Restructuring the regulations so they're extremely clear cut and specific about things like when you're supposed to have your body cam turned on, how you're supposed to be, you know, accountable, certain times for use for certain kinds of force. It's not that they're changing the regulations, they're clarifying them. And now some of the changes they're making are kind of fucking bad. Like, I don't agree with the Chicago bullshit of. Well, you can't actually engage in pursuit unless it's authorized by the fucking, you know, you have to call it in and say, oh, do I have authorization to pursue? That's fucking dumb. If cops see somebody doing a crime, they should be able to chase them, not have to get permission for it. That's one of the, another one of the reasons why Chicago's gone to hell. But overall, there's, there's some parts in there that are not terrible. They've been reworked. The police unions are signing off on them because they're saying, yeah, okay, this is reasonable. But it's another one of these bills where they're throwing all these ideas into place. There's no structure to support the change. There's no structure to support the transition. There's no money to support the transition. It's an unfinanced bill. So complying with all this bullshit that is being mandated by the state level is going to be incumbent upon the county without any support or structure or guidance beyond this is what we expect you to do. Now fucking do it. And it's your problem to figure out where you're going to get the money to do all these things. Buying all the new equipment they're expecting to have in place for the officers to be compliant with this bill is being footed by the individual counties, not by the state. Buying all the continuing education that they're requiring, all the further amount of coursework, the extended amounts of things to certify and qualify as an officer is expected to be covered by the counties, not the state, despite the fact that it's the state mandating it. So it's a very poorly executed bill. And then now I'm going to come to the part where I'm really having a sticking point with this. Uh, with this bill going into place, a lot of currently held individuals that are in the system because they are unable to post bail on their crimes, which they are awaiting their court dates, the ones that are still in jail as of January first 
are going to be released. Their bail statement, their bail levels, their bonds are going to be rescinded and they're just going to be released back out in the, in the, the public. No structure in place to f- foster this thing. No plan as to how they're going to do it. No way they're going to go through and make sure these guys actually should be released back out in the public because that, that what much forethought wasn't put into the fucking plan. It was, these are all crimes that we're considering that should not have to have bond posted for them. And they're all going to be released because they shouldn't be in there. No, some of those motherfuckers should be in there. Some of those motherfuckers probably do meet the criteria for having to post bond. They may be immediate threats to some people. A lot of these motherfuckers have been in jail long enough where they've probably been upgraded from amateur to professional criminal at this point because, let's face it, our system's not great on reform in a lot of ways because it's the system's fucking broken. And so they go in with miners and, like, selling weed, and they're going to come out fucking cooking meth and fucking putting fentanyl on everything. Oh, and there, there's another great one. They've changed the amount of fentanyl that it's considered a jailable offense for as opposed to an I-bond offense for. And there's cops in Illinois that have had to deal with things where they've picked up with the current amount of fentanyl you can have on you. They've picked up people that have had under the legal amount, but more than enough to kill people multiple times in like one day because they pick them up and it's catch and release. They're on the same corner, you know, 12 hours later selling again. It's fucking ridiculous. And the other like short-sighted, brainless, mindless, spineless, bullshit, pandering accommodation they're putting in here is for a lot of crimes that, for whatever reason, these political assholes have decided don't really mandate police intervention, the cops can't do anything anymore. And these are the crimes that are directly going to affect people like me and you. These are the things that are going to wind up pushing a person like me into they're going to force me to become a criminal because it's things like trespassing, burglary, minor assault, assault with minor bodily damage, uh, you know, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, things. I mean, and they have things where they're saying like sexual assault is one where you're still going to have to be held and blah, 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 blah. But there's a lot of, like I said, the, le- the language in the bill is fucking terrible. There's way too much that's up for interpretation. But say you come home from a long day at work and there's some fucking tweaker in your house. He's decided he's going to move in. This is his fucking place now. And if you don't like it, that's too goddamn bad. And he's not going anywhere. You know, or... Let's say some roving, fucking dirty scumbag, degenerate-looking inbred meth cookers decide to set up shop in your backyard, and they decide your shed is now their meth lab. Now, if you can't immediately prove that they're cooking and distributing meth, but you have a couple of tweaked-out fucking hillbillies that have set up camp in your backyard, or there's some fucking toothless wonder that has decided your couch is his couch now and he's this is his place you can still call the police to handle the situation and the police will be dispatched to your house they will issue a citation because they can no longer remove people from another person's property they can no longer enforce trespassing trespassing is no longer a interven intervenable offense it's a citation 
So those meth lab artists in your backyard, they're going to be given a ticket and told they have to pay it or come to court. The tweaker that has decided to move into your house and set up shop and is probably sitting naked on your couch sweating out fucking meth and ass herpes. Yeah, he, he, he's going to get a ticket for like a hundred bucks and told he has to go to court or pay the ticket by the day on the ticket. And then the cops are going to leave and you get to deal with the tweakers or the, the meth artists or, you know, whatever form of degenerate has come into your property, violated your peace, your, the sanctity of your home. And it's on you to try and make them go away. And it's, they've already stated it'll be up to you to what degree you're willing to try and get them off of your property and out of your home and make them go away. Now, for John Q. Public that can't necessarily or won't necessarily do things in any sort of significant way, it's going to be a losing situation because these people have already established they don't care about the rule of law. They don't care about what's right. They don't care about what's legal. You, as a law-abiding citizen, find yourself in a very precarious position. You can either continue to be a law-abiding citizen and possibly get killed in your fucking sleep or just have to abandon your home and all of your shit because don't think they're going to let you call two men in a truck and pack your shit up and go out in an orderly manner. All your shit is theirs now. So you have the option of just folding and tucking tail and running or taking it upon yourself to remove these people from your property. Now, dealing with a criminal, criminal element, they're not going to fuck off just because you ask them to. I have people that aren't criminals in my neighborhood that seem to think my yard is public domain. And when I ask them kindly just to pick up their trash... Uh, this is actually a very specific thing. We have the, our village parade goes by our house every year. I, th I believe I've mentioned this. We have people that set up camp or s set up their chairs and shit in my yard every fucking year. Most of them are all right. Most of them are reasonable. Most of them realize they shouldn't be littering in someone else's fucking yard. But every so often there's that one asshole who wants to cop a fucking attitude. And they do it with all the confidence of, you ain't going to do nothing about it. You're not going to put your hands on me. That would be illegal. That would be assault. I'll call the cops. Now, technically, after I have asked them to leave our property, I'm well within my rights to defend my property to, to the extent of, I can have them removed. Right now, I can have them removed. I can call the cops and be like, look, this lady's trespassing. Come get her out of my yard. I don't want to press charges. I just want her gone. And they will escort them off the property. And for most people right now, that would be enough. Now, if it was some ridiculous tweaked out asshole, I've had a hard time getting drunks out of my yard. And I'm close enough to a bar where when the weather's decent, yes, it happens. I will find some asshole passed out in my yard sometimes. And I try and get them to move along. And that's a fucking headache. And I have to threaten them with, you know, dude, get lost or I'm going to have you removed. I'm gonna, and you're going to be paying the, the, the legal fees because the cops are going to bill you for coming to get, it, get you. And that usually runs them off. When it becomes a matter of I'm going to call the cops and they're going to hand you a ticket, these assholes aren't going to go anywhere. And those are law-abiding assholes for the most part. Career criminals, hardened criminals, and junkies aren't going to give a nickel-plated fuck that they're going to get a ticket that they're not going to pay. On the scale of illegal shit they do, that's way at the bottom of the fucking list. So, what do you do? Do you just abandon everything you've worked for over the course of your life and your, the security of your home, the sanctity of your home? You're never going to feel safe in your place again once that's happened to you. You're always going to be looking over your shoulder. 
if you have that victim mindset, if you have the mentality that, well, I can't do anything about it, so I just, I guess I'll just scurry on, that's going to happen in some cases, I'm sure. But I think, particularly when you get further out of the metro areas, like where I am, I'm close enough to Chicago where we could see some spillover of degenerates getting used to doing shit up that way and coming in the direction I am. I live close enough to Joliet, which is a shithole in and of itself, where there are degenerate gangbangers there that will think they can just spread out. And we saw a lot of it during the unrest, the mostly peaceful protests after the whole George Floyd thing and the Kenosha riots. And once Chicago was on fire and people were, t- people were on the news saying, we go into the suburbs next, there ain't nothing left here. I'm pretty confident where I am is fine because the amount of motherfuckers I saw like out on their porches with guns that night was reassuring. And, you know, they're on their own property and it's not anything illegal to have a loaded rifle on your porch. Go figure. At least it's not illegal yet. So you have people like me and like I said, once you get outside of the major major metro areas, Illinois is really red once you get out of Chicago or Springfield. Um, it's Those two population centers are where the Democrats dwell. So there are a lot more conservative-minded, gun-toting people outside of the cities. And by and wide, those conservative, gun-toting people, and again, like I said, I don't identify as a conservative. I think I'm more rational than that. I don't identify as anything on the political spectrum because the whole political spectrum is fucked at this point. But when it comes to certain things, belief in defending yourself, defending your family, defending your property, owning what you worked for, owning the fruits of your labor, you find a lot more of that outside of the metropolitan major areas. And technically where I live is considered part of the Chicago metropolitan area because of the county I live in. But I'm far enough away where it's a li- yeah, it's probably still left-leaning, but there's a lot more centrist people like myself. People that believe that what's theirs is theirs, and they're not just going to give it up because some tweaker decided they should come and have it. And those are the people that, like I said, we're going to find ourselves in the position of it's either give up all our shit or become criminals ourselves because we are going to take it upon ourselves to evict these assholes from our property. And if we can't do it via the police and the court system and because these people don't respect that piece of paper that says they have to get the fuck out, we're going to make them get the fuck out. And this is where I see the problem with that, because under the auspices of defending our own property and and taking upon ourselves to remove threats and remove problems from our life. These are criminals you're dealing with. These are not going to be, you know, misunderstandings. These are not just going to be people that will be rational, rationed with and, ex, you know, explained out of the scenario. These are going to be people that are already willing to do certain shit that is shady and illegal. The question becomes to what degree are they willing to go to do their shady shit? And to what degree are the good people, the good guys, the law abiding citizens, to what degree are they going to react? to make sure these bad guys don't come back harder in the name of getting even, in the name of doing what they want. It's going to be small consolation that the bad guys wind up in jail if you and your family are killed because you told them to get out of your fucking shed. Now, how do you mitigate that? 
and still be on the right side of things. I know exactly how I'm going to handle it if if the situation were to arise. Like I said, I think where I'm at, I don't think it will be too much of a problem, but you always have to be prepared for the eventualities, and I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to <laughs> go on public record with anything resembling a premeditated response to what those scenarios would be because forethought and malice are bad things. I will react accordingly, but I'm just speculating, theoretically, hypothetically, Knowing myself how I do, knowing how I value the lives and health and well-being of my family, my wife, my kid, my in-laws, my pets, it's not going to end well for anybody who tries to bring harm to any of that. And I know what I'm willing to do on behalf of them. And yeah, if you violate the law, circumstances do they are relevant to how the end result goes. So you're probably going to need to set up a GoFundMe so you can crowdsource your legal defenses because whether you're in the right or whether you're in the wrong, you're still going to have to have your day in court to justify your actions when you do whatever it is you have to do to maintain the health and well-being and safety of your family. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for these things. I really... I believe we need to live in a society of structured and just laws. I do believe that we have to have a society that does what's right. Unfortunately, we live in a society that is so focused on performative bullshit right now that that's not how the world is working, unfortunately. And we as a society are not mature enough to be able to function like fucking adults anymore. It's all about feelings. It's all about these divisionary triggering tactics that are being used to keep us in the shit. And without going too far off the rails on this one, I spent a lot of time before I decided to sit down and record this episode trying to research this so I could make an informed and educated statement and trying to look at things objectively and look at things factually. And the more digging I did, the more looking I did, the more irritated I became, the more frustrated I got in trying to find information that was not biased either left or right, other than directly going to the Illinois Gov website and pulling up the fucking bill and trying to read through it. Like I said, it's over 760 pages. I'm a very fast reader. I'm a very efficient reader. I'm a very good reader. I have significant reading comprehension. This has always been one of my strengths. It doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense. It's poorly written, regardless of the fact that a ton of it's in legalese. So, and to get things translated from legalese to English, I had to go to other sources. I had to go to other websites and read other people's interpretations of some of this document. And even different legal experts don't agree on what the interpretations of this document mean. They don't agree on what the ramifications are of it. The only things that are clearly outlined are that certain degrees of crimes will still require bail. Those are like the ultra-violent ones, the violent rapes, the fucking first-degree murder. Second-degree murder, under the wording, could or could not be a bondable offense. It kind of depends on whose interpretation you're listening to. And that's one of the fucking problems. This is not a clear and concise document. This is a bunch of fucking jargon and mumbo-jumbo. With the exception of the part where they're like, okay, cops need to be more 
transparent and they need to follow X, Y, and Z, and they need to not be able to do this, that, and the other because these things are violating the, the criminal's rights. And we as a society seem to have forgotten that criminals, yes, you have a certain degree of rights, but so do the fucking victims. This thing is entirely too focused on protecting the people who are doing the bad shit and it completely neglects the people who did nothing besides fucking try and exist. It's being treated as such a partisan issue in the court of public opinion, which is problematic at best and intentional at worst. And I really think it's not necessarily the wording part, but the timing and the way it's being pushed, this shit is being done to further drive division. And the conspiracy part of my mind says this is also being done as the next move in Illinois' ongoing battle against the Second Amendment and the right of the people to defend themselves. Because this is going to lead to a lot of more violent actions and more subsequent violent reactions. However, unlike all the current bullshit that is violently happening in this, in this state and in this area, they will no longer be able to just write it off as criminal acts because a lot of this reactive violence is going to be perpetrated by law-abiding citizens and legally established firearms owners who are going to be forced by the inaction and by the shit policies of this country to take the law more or less into their own hands. Now, I have stated multiple times, I believe everyone in this country should be educated and trained in firearm safety and in firearms usage. And then you have the option whether or not you want to partake of firearms as an adult. But I believe it should be part of the curriculum in schools to educate and train people in how to safely handle guns, to reduce the number of accidental shootings, to instill a respect for the damage a firearm is actually capable of doing because it's a fucking tool. And when it's a tool that's treated as a toy and not respected in the capabilities it has by the general population because TV, video games, movies... All this bullshit has these morons not understanding how a gun actually works. The fact that people can say shit like a 9mm will blow your lungs out of your chest and if you get shot with a round from an AR-15, they won't even be able to identify the pieces. That's why they're not showing the bodies on the news. No, you dumb fucks. They're not showing the bodies on the news because you don't need to fucking see them. It's not because the little baby bodies are being shredded by the big bad AR-15 bullets. AR-15s shoot fucking varmint rounds. They shoot little tiny bullets that move really fast and have a high amount of kinetic energy, and they don't make your heads explode. They don't make your bodies fucking blow apart. The people who state this have obviously never seen what a bullet does to a piece of meat, much less to a human body. Yes, gun violence is a terrible thing. Gun violence against innocents is fucking horrific. But if people understood firearms better, if again, it's one of the problems in this country that could be remedied with simple fucking understanding. If we actually behaved in a logical manner and use knowledge and teaching instead of emotions and rhetoric to try and better the world, we would be in a better position. We had an informed populace that understood and respected firearms and then could make that decision responsibly of what they want to do with them. And I'm just saying this up front, not everybody's a hunter, not everybody believes in going out and living up, being able to live off the land and all that other shit, but if somebody sees what a bullet actually does to a living creature, a lot of these gun control people would probably be much happier because there'd be a whole lot less people out there willing to just willy-nilly pop off and shoot shit and kill shit. If, if they saw it at the right time and in the right setting, 
it would definitely change their mind about how these things work. But this is not going to be a whole gun control episode. I just want to focus on this bill and the potential danger that's coming out of it. And the possibility that this could turn into a fucking gun grab. Because when a bunch of legal gun owners start defending their property and their rights and their lives and their families using their legally purchased guns and all the criminals' families and all the gun-grabbing lefty politicians start going, see, this is why we don't need guns. Look, this innocent meth couple was just trying to set up trying to live their lives, their best lives in this guy's shed. And he went out there and he shot them because they wouldn't leave. No, he shot them because he told them if they didn't fucking get lost, there was going to be a problem. And they probably threatened him back. They probably said, what the fuck are you going to do about it? You try anything else and we're going to hurt your family. We're going to hurt you. We're going to burn your house down. We're going to fuck your dog and you're going to have to deal with it. So the guy did the only thing that any reasonable man would do. And since he couldn't call the cops to have these tweakers fucking removed from his yard, he removed them himself, and there's going to be all kinds of this shit. It's going to start small, and the small ones are going to get blown way the fuck out of proportion. And once that ball starts rolling, it's going to become a whole thing, and I really think it's going to be a problem. And even if you're not in Illinois, according to my analytics, a good portion of my listeners actually are in the state, which I am completely dumbfounded by other than you know, a few of the my listeners that are my friends and, you know, my kids' friends and whatnot, some of my wife's friends, I don't know. Um, if I mean, I would love, again, this is one of those calls to action. To, you know, you guys, be active. Join the community. Join the Discord server. Tell me where you're from. Tell me how you found the show. Let me know what you think about things. I, I really, I, I, I feel like I could make things better if you guys could just do that for me. But even if you're not from Illinois... If this is not going to be directly and immediately impacting you, you need to watch. You need to see what's going to go on here because this is not going to be isolated. This is this is the first case of this happening. It's not going to be the only case. A lot of people were pointing to something that happened in New Jersey, and they did something similar, but it was much better implemented, much better regulated, and it wasn't just an across-the-board, everything under this level we're going to throw out bonds for. And a lot of people are saying that would have been much more reasonable and acceptable here, but no, that's not the, what they decided to put up on the, on the block. Okay. This is kind of running long. Um, <laughs> going to wrap it up here. So like I said, this is every time I talk about something like this, regardless of where you stand on things, we need to be better at communicating. We need to be better at talking to each other. We need to deal with things through education, through common ground, through common discussion, common discourse, through acting like adults. So if you if you made it this far, thank you for listening. This is going to kind of be my call out for you guys this week. If you find somebody, if you find yourself in a position where you're dealing with somebody and you can't believe the stupidity shit that's drooling out of their mouth, just tr try and engage with them. Try and steer the conversation away from that and try and find some common ground so you can actually figure out some things that you both like together. And maybe you can work towards influencing them to a different mindset the old-fashioned way through discoursing mutual respect and agreeing to disagree. It doesn't have, it's not a statement that we hate each other because we don't agree on something. It just means we don't agree on that. You can agree with a, an idea and not hate the person who has it. That's something we got away from as a society. That's something we need to get back to. Not everything is a confrontation. Not everything is a fight. We need to get back to civil discourse. We need to get back to being better and doing better. So for now, that's what I had to say. 
Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.